The Kakadu Plum is an Australian native superfood containing 100 times more vitamin C than oranges. So why have you never heard of it? PR. No one's drinking a Kakadu smoothie? I'm JB Smooth, and that was a full episode of my new podcast, Straightforward. Inspired by guaranteed straightforward pricing from AT&T Fiber. Get what you want without the complicated. AT&T Fiber, live like a gagillionaire. Available wherever you get your podcast. Limited availability in select areas. Visit at and slash hypergig for details. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought... In that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. This Day in History class is a production of iHeartRadio. Hello and welcome to This Day in History class, a show that proves there's more than one way to make history. I'm Gabe Luzier, and in this episode, we're reflecting on a simpler time in America when a politician's public image could be tarnished by something as benign as spelling a word wrong. The day was June 15, 1992. During a campaign stop at a New Jersey elementary school, Vice President Dan Quayle misspelled the word potato. He was leading a spelling bee for 6th grade students when he prompted 12-year-old William Figueroa to step up to the blackboard and spell potato. The boy grabbed a stick of chalk and confidently wrote out the correct spelling. P-O-T-A T.O. Satisfied, he went to take his seat, only to be stopped by Quail, who urged him to add an unnecessary E to the end of the word. Figueroa was visibly confused, but he did as instructed, and no one pointed out the error until a press conference after the event. Quail blamed the gaffe on the teacher who had prepared the flashcards. Apparently, she had added an E to potato by mistake, and the vice president then repeated that error and forced a student to do the same. As you might imagine, the media had a field day with the story, turning Potato Gate into one of the most notorious moments of Quayle's political career. In the summer of 92, Dan Quayle was out on the campaign trail, making the case for the re-election of himself and then-president George H.W. Bush. His next stop on June 15th was the Muno Rivera Elementary School in Trenton, New Jersey. Quayle watched a drill team performance that morning and then sat in on a few classes before heading off to preside over a sixth-grade spelling bee. 
It was supposed to be an easy photo op, with Quail reading the words off some flashcards and the kids going up to the board to spell them one by one. According to his 1994 autobiography, Standing Firm, Quail's team reviewed the cards ahead of time to make sure the words would all be familiar to him. However, they failed to check the spelling of those words, and that oversight proved to be the Veep's undoing. In a classroom packed with reporters and even the mayor of Trenton, Dan Quayle dutifully read out the spelling words one at a time. Eventually, it was William Figueroa's turn to spell potato, and although he nailed it on his first try, the vice president directed him back to the board, saying, quote, Hold on now, add a little to the end there. Figueroa played along by tacking an E to the end of the word. He then sat down, embarrassed and confused, as all the adults in the room applauded his forced mistake. Vice President Quayle first learned of the misspelling at a press conference held right after the event, and while he was quick to point out that he had been reading from a flashcard provided by the school, the excuse held little sway in the minds of the press and the public. After all, even if the teacher did mess up, so did Quayle. He could have caught the error himself, at least in theory, but he didn't. And since a camera crew was on hand that day, the video of his mistake was played over and over on TV for days on end. Part of the reason the incident drew so much attention was that it reinforced what people already thought of Dan Quayle. Namely, that he was inept and perhaps not the brightest crayon in the box. One of the VP's worst flubs was in a speech where he stressed the importance of, quote, the bondage between a parent and a child. But Quayle's biggest gaffe, pre-potato at least, had occurred just one month before the spelling bee, when he took a shot at a popular TV character named Murphy Brown. In his now infamous speech about moral values, Quayle called out the fictional character for a recent storyline in which she had chosen to raise her baby out of wedlock. It doesn't help matters, Quayle said, when primetime TV has Murphy Brown, a character who supposedly epitomizes today's intelligent, highly paid professional woman, mocking the importance of fathers by bearing a child alone and calling it just another lifestyle choice. The fallout from the Murphy Brown speech hurt Quayle's credibility as a serious political figure, but it was nothing compared to the damage done by the spelling bee. For several weeks, the potato blunder was the subject of every late-night monologue and Democratic soundbite. Headlines like, Quayle gets mashed, appeared in every newspaper, and even William Figueroa got in on the act. In his local newspaper, The Trentonian, the boy was quoted as saying the incident, quote, showed the rumors about the vice president are true, that he's an idiot. To be fair, Figueroa later claimed that quote was inaccurate, though he didn't offer any further details. The boy's parents had wanted him to keep quiet about the spelling bee for fear of government reprisal, but once the offers for product endorsements and TV appearances started rolling in, the family quickly changed its tune. Figueroa made the rounds on all the biggest talk shows, including Late Night with David Letterman. He also earned $4,000 for endorsing a spelling video game, and even led the Pledge of Allegiance at the 1992 Democratic National Convention in New York City. One of the most meaningful outcomes of the potato gaffe 
was that Figueroa was given a free family trip to Puerto Rico, the birthplace of his grandparents. By the time he arrived on the island, the U.S. public had already dubbed him the Potato Kid, but in Puerto Rico, he was hailed as El Rey de la Papa, or the Potato King. The nickname came from a photo of Figueroa that ran in Puerto Rican newspapers. It had been taken in front of a New York baked potato vendor called, you guessed it, the Potato King. William Figueroa clearly enjoyed his time in the limelight, but the same can't be said for Dan Quayle. He later reflected on the potato incident in his memoirs, writing, quote, It was a defining moment of the worst imaginable kind. I can't overstate how discouraging and exasperating the whole event was. Unfortunately for Quayle, things only got worse that November, when he and Bush Sr. lost their bid for re-election to Bill Clinton and Al Gore. And while the VP's spelling bee slip-up could hardly be blamed for the pair's loss, it certainly didn't help them any. According to Quayle, though, he got the last laugh in 1994 when he made a cameo appearance in a commercial for Wavy Lay's potato chips. The 60-second spot, which only aired once during the Super Bowl halftime show, featured Quayle happily munching on potato chips alongside a young Elijah Wood. As you'd expect, the media seized the opportunity to mock Quayle all over again, with the Chicago Tribune joking that, quote, Dan Quayle can't spell him, but he can sell him. This time, though, the former VP took the ribbing in stride. He had accepted the job purely for the fun of it, and even donated his earnings to charity. Then, once news of his appearance broke, Quayle made it clear that he had made peace with his past mistakes. In a cathartic public statement, he said, quote, Potatoes have become a big part of my life, but this time, I'm enjoying them. Good for you, Dan. I'm Gabe Lusier, and hopefully, you now know a little more about history today than you did yesterday. If you enjoyed today's episode, consider following us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at TDIHCshow. And if you have any comments or suggestions, you can always send them my way by writing to thisday at iheartmedia.com. Thanks to Chandler Mays and Ben Hackett for producing the show, and thanks to you for listening. I'll see you back here again tomorrow for another day in history class. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. This is Malcolm Gladwell from Revisionist History. eBay Motors is here for the ride. With some elbow grease fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Brake kits, LED headlights, whatever you need, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, 
or your money back. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. The wait is almost over. Get ready for the 2024 NFL season as the full schedule is announced. Every rivalry, every rematch, every rookie debut, every game revealed. The 2024 NFL Schedule Release, presented by Verizon, coming in May. Live on NFL Network, ESPN2, and streaming on NFL+. Terms and conditions apply to NFL+. Visit nfl.com slash schedule release to learn more.